episode 88, Matt Hassler. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. All right, as we are all in the midst of getting back to work or planning our new normal at work, I've got a human capital expert with me today that is constantly looking at the compliance side of people leadership and minimizing risk while at the same time ensuring employees are engaged and loving their roles. I'm honored to partner with Ascentis as a partner for the show, and my friend Matt Hassler has a super straightforward talk with me today about what we should be considering as the workplace is evolving and gives us some great tips on what to prioritize and how to juggle all of this. Let's get with Matt. Welcome to Gut Plus Science. Let's talk about the scope of the shutdown and the impact on businesses globally. Can you tell us about that? I don't think there's any question. We're all experiencing this today. The impact on the economy and all businesses, both large businesses down to local small businesses, has been completely devastating. We essentially have gone from a position where we were growing at a 3% rate to where we're shrinking at up to a 20% rate while businesses have been forced to shut down over the last couple of months. And now we're looking at a way to get restarted and want to be as positive as we can and also have a great impact. There's some of these businesses that are brands that we all recognize that are going through some major shifts. You want to talk just a little bit about that for a second? Well, businesses have to make a major shift. There's been a lot of negative press for the businesses that have been open. So you think through the essential businesses that have been required to stay open in order to keep food on the table uh, and to support basic functions of life. There's been a lot of negative press there. Uh, You've got the Tyson plant in Logansport that had over 900 cases and had to shut down. You also have a little less locally, the Smithfield plant in South Dakota that had 783 cases and had to shut down. There have been employee lawsuits as a result. In addition to that, those people who are infected, they go home and it's impacting entire communities as a result. So as businesses open back up, they need to be cognizant of the risks that can occur to them that are similar to what's happened to these businesses that have been open the entire time. Yeah, there's so many businesses out there, small and large, that are going to be operating completely differently prior to COVID. Like this is not going to be a, hey, this was our you know three or six month run of different ways we're operating in business. Like some businesses are going completely from, hey, we work in a brick and mortar to we are 100% virtual. Like life is changing forever. Let's talk first about how do companies keep their brand and image strong through these challenging decisions that they have to make? You know, speaking to some of the negative press that's occurred, I think what's really important for organizations as they open back up is, first of all, they need to ensure that they are being incredibly transparent about the policies that they're putting in place and communicating well with their employees. And there's a lot of things that they'll have to do differently as they bring people back into the office or onto the production floor. So starting with uh, great communication, but they also need to be able to identify cases of COVID-19 quickly. They need to be able to inform people when those cases are uncovered, and then they need to be able to promote isolation as a result of that. And some of the practices that businesses are turning to are uh, temperature checks, for instance, uh, ensuring that an employee doesn't have a fever when they enter the office. 
they also are distributing uh, PPE like face masks and gloves to help ensure that people are not uh, spreading the disease and they're promoting social distancing practices, changing the way they do business so that people are further apart. How do we really know um, how our employees feel? Like, what are your ideas to get true feedback right now on how they really feel about coming back to work, not coming back to work? Like, how how do we gain that true understanding? Probably the best way to do that is to just simply ask. I know with my employer, Ascentis, we were very, very quick to provide a work from home environment for those that were still in the office. And now for more than a month, we've been taking a weekly survey gauging our opinions and our concerns and our fears as it pertains to return to work. So even as policy is allowing businesses to open back up and return to the office, our organization is taking a cautious approach and ensuring that the employees are ready to return to work while they also think about their profitability in their ongoing business. Okay. So next question is, what if employees aren't ready to return? The company is like, hey, yeah, here's when we're opening back up, but employees aren't ready to do that. Like, how, how do we navigate that? And, you know, what are the policies? How, how do we do all that? Well, it's certainly a concern. There is a lot of fear in the society right now around COVID-19, and it's impacting people's opinions and their willingness to return to work. So one thing I found really interesting, and I, this was related to that fear, is I had an opportunity to go out to a restaurant for the very first time this week, and it was on a Saturday evening. I expected the place to be packed, even though they could only operate at 50% capacity. And instead, it was a ghost town, which clearly means that many people are concerned about going back into the economy in general. Unfortunately, for many employees, they may not have a choice. They may have to return to work. So the CARES Act provided ample support from unemployment In fact, people in unemployment here in Indiana can get almost $50,000 a year or the weekly equivalent of while they're on unemployment. But the policies clearly state that when the employee is able to return to work and the business is open, in order to keep those benefits, they have to go back. So let's go just a little bit deeper into workplace workplace policies for a minute. I know Ascentis is great at helping companies stay in compliance. So I know that you're in tune on this. When you look at policies due to the pandemic, what what comes to mind as far as what companies need to keep in mind? Well, I think it depends greatly on how businesses are going to operate in the new normal. You've got businesses that absolutely have to bring people in in order to do their normal job functions. I'm thinking about manufacturing, thinking about retail and restaurants. Those organizations have to do a good job of helping to keep people safe. So normal practices that I mentioned earlier about uh, taking your temperature to help ensure that you don't have a fever is a really great way to help isolate people who have sickness. Communicating with people who have been exposed to people who may have had a fever in the past so that they have an opportunity to self-isolate. Changing the way you do business so that employees can operate at a social distance from each other of six or more feet. And then also ensuring that all employees have the appropriate amount of protective equipment, like face masks and gloves, access to hand sanitizer, and the ability to wash their hands on a regular basis. All of those things are incredibly important for businesses that have to return to work. Many businesses, though, are functioning in a new normal where they're able to work from home. And those businesses, you know, really have to think about 
how are they going to deal with the long-term effects of having employees work from home? And the reality is, is that you can take most employees that could work from home and you can send them to their house with the equipment that they need and they'll be able to produce at almost 100% efficiency immediately. The problem is when they need to develop or grow into a new role and change. So employee development in a work from home environment is much more difficult than it is in the office. And that challenge is even greater for new employees who are trying to adapt to a new culture and to learn new tasks for the very first time. Doing that from a home office is much more difficult. So let's get to the dollars and cents, actually. How do we minimize financial impact of the shutdown from your perspective? From an opportunity perspective, if a business is able to uh, adapt and, and work from home, I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity, maybe to even create a competitive advantage. I was talking to a business on the south side of Indianapolis. They provide medical services. And most of the medical services that they've provided throughout all of their history have been in a traditional format. A person walks into their office, they check in at a front desk, and they receive care. And they were required to make a massive adjustment in order to survive this pandemic all the way back in March. And they transitioned to almost 100% telemedicine in under three weeks using virtual technologies like Microsoft Teams and Zoom in order to deliver care in a distanced way. Not only did it help them survive, they also truly believe that telemedicine is going to increase in popularity and it's going to give them a competitive advantage in order to be successful in the marketplace going forward. Okay, so we talked a little bit about shifting to at-home work environments, but let's talk about that in totality. How will the environments we work in need to change both in and out of office? Well, so the environments will largely need to change in the ways I kind of discussed earlier. Businesses need to adapt to be able to work from home where applicable to do so. And many large businesses are already making that shift on a permanent basis. So there's a couple of notable local, notable businesses that have announced long-term work-from-home policies. Salesforce, for instance, here in Indianapolis has told all of their workers that they won't be returning to the office until the end of 2020 at the very least. I have a relative who works at Rolls-Royce. They've received the same guidance that their primary office workers won't be returning to the office at least until the end of the year. And a couple of national examples Twitter just the other day announced that they won't be asking their employees to return to work ever. So they've gone and moved permanently to this work from home environment, which is really just an acceleration of a shift that's been happening for years as technology has given businesses the ability to keep employees productive, even if they're not in the office. So Matt, um, before we transition into our lightning round, I'd love for you to talk just a little bit about how Ascentis, which is a constantly innovating human capital organization, just with so much value, you guys are innovating big time right now to serve this need, creating new products and solutions and just being a go-to resource. Can you talk just a little bit more about what Ascentis is doing specifically? Uh, Ascentis launched a new product in the uh, latter part of uh, May, or at the beginning of May, called Ascentis CarePoint. And Ascentis CarePoint provides technology that allows employers to provide employees a touch-free clocking experience through voice command and to facilitate a temperature read directly at the time clock at the point of clocking in. It's going to save organizations a ton of money and also protect them because 
many places are actually requiring these temperature checks in a return to work environment. Kentucky, for instance, is requiring a temperature check. Pennsylvania actually suspended legislation that currently existed in order to allow employers to be able to do temperature checks as employees are coming into work. And many businesses are meeting this requirement by staffing people to hold uh, temperature guns and take temperatures for every single person that walks the door, which is inefficient and incredibly expensive. On the virtual work front, Ascentis has always been in a strong position to help organizations who are working in a home environment. Uh, Self-service capabilities allow employers to communicate with their employees in an effective way, uh, to interact with employees, to help to encourage employee development and culture, uh, and also to deliver development experiences like receiving feedback from their managers on the great work that they're doing and guidance on how they can improve and also gaining access to trainings through a learning management system that can help them to develop and really prepare themselves for the next level, which addresses one of those primary concerns I mentioned earlier about working from home and the long-term costs and risks associated with that. Such a helpful episode today. Thanks, Matt. We're going to take just a quick break here from our sponsor today, which I think just happens to be Ascentis, and come back to our lightning round to learn just a little bit more about you. We'll be right back. As we transition into the new normal at work, it is imperative to start thinking about creating a safer work environment for employees. And for businesses that use time clocks, Ascentis is helping make the transition easier with its launch of CarePoint, a completely touchless time clock experience with features like temperature checks and other configurable symptom prompts, voice command capabilities, and Bluetooth beacon technology to track employees' locations and eliminate the need for cards to interact with time clocks. To learn about how our partner Ascentis helps with CarePoint so you can create a safer environment for your workforce, you can visit www.ascentis.com forward slash CarePoint. All right, Matt, excited to learn just a little bit more about you and share you with our listeners. So Matt, what's your favorite book of all time or a book that's a recent read that you'd suggest to our leader listener audience? So the favorite book of all time for me is the biography of John Adams by David McCullough. It is a fantastic read. It provides amazing insight into uh, America at its, at its absolute youngest age. And many people don't know that John Adams was actually the most written of the founding fathers. So there's so much material to draw on about the culture at that time from that book. I 100% recommend it. Matt, what's your favorite vacation spot? So people who know me know that my wife is actually a quarter Hawaiian. And so we've been to Hawaii multiple times throughout our relationship. Uh, And I have to say that Oahu has been one of the greatest places that we've ever been to this past uh, fall. We were able to take uh, our entire family along with some of our extended family out. It was a fantastic experience. So if you get a chance to go to Hawaii, it's a great idea. Uh, How about a favorite hobby when you're not working? Uh, So my hobbies shift with the times, but I have to say that uh, my uh, quarantine personality has definitely been a workout personality. So I've been spending quite a bit of time on the treadmill and uh, in my home gym, helping to keep myself fit while I've been stuck at home. And Matt, how can our listeners connect with you after the show today? Probably the best way to connect with me is via email. My email is matt.hassler at ascentis.com. It's M-A-T-T dot H-A-S-S-L-E-R at A-S-C-E-N-T-I-S dot com. I look forward to helping you and uh, being a great resource for you. 
Matt, incredibly efficient to the point and just a wonderful episode to help all of us think through things differently about just this new normal. So here's my truth that you can act on today. Number one, the entire work environment has permanently changed keyword there permanently. Your business has to change in order to survive and thrive. This is a must to understand and embrace as a leader. Number two, be incredibly transparent with great communication. Communicate more and share more. Number three, think through the policies you need to add and what you need to reiterate at this time. Now is the time to make sure employees know them very clearly. And number four, be cognizant of employees' apprehension to the changes and to returning to work. Take time to address them in group forums and encourage your managers of all levels to have one-on-one conversations, really equipping them with how to do that. We'll see you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.